This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You're live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Our program is all about the world of apps from smartphones to smart TVs, tablets, uh, and computers, and just mobile tech in general. Today, we've got a great show. We're opening up the mailbag, taking some of our listener questions, uh, answering a few things like uh, digital photo frames, which ones to look for, uh, and also what uh, phone to get if you're coming from an old flip phone. Yeah, there's a lot of people still that have uh, old flip phones out there. And the worst passwords of 2020. Hopefully your password is not on the list. We'll be going through some of those and you would not believe how bad some of them are. Let's talk about some of the app news uh, as we do in our first segment, Segment uh, always in the program. Uh, John, uh, this was really interesting. You just showed this to me recently. Uh, Billie Eilish. Yes. Who we love. Yes. Uh, young singer songwriter amazing so talented some great uh, songs uh, YouTube has done this unique test of I don't even know how to call it here John uh, she's got this song called Bad Guy and there's literally 15,000 different versions of it on YouTube like different people doing like a, a, a ukulele version cat sounds but all the different possible cover version scenarios you can imagine there's even one with someone playing a toy chicken so explain how this works. Like, I, I, it is so awesome. If you get a chance, Google this, uh, Billy Eilish and the uh, YouTube mashup. Yeah. So what happens is they've basically taken the original video that she did, and using artificial intelligence, they've mapped in the song to all the other versions that are on YouTube. So you go to this video and it starts playing her version, but underneath scrolling is a bunch of hashtags like ukulele or toy chicken or cat. Or whatever, yeah. Um, And then side by side around the actual video is other versions that are thematically related to whatever you clicked on. By default, I think it just picks some random ones. Um, And essentially, the song will never end. Yeah, so no matter like if you pick the ukulele version, it keeps playing the song to the time and beat but some kid doing a ukulele. Yeah. Or, it is It is amazing. I didn't know there's like 15,000 different versions of this song. Well, and that this is a pretty common thing that a lot of people do on YouTube is they do a cover of their favorite song. Yeah. And sometimes the original artists actually, you know, comment on them and, and like it. And, you know, there's been lots of cases like Lady Gaga, Foo Fighters, where they've actually brought these uh, cover artists into the fold and had them on stage, for example, you know, pre-COVID, of course. Um, but they actually acknowledge that some of these covers are pretty amazing. Some of them are pretty spectacularly bad, too, which is also kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, there are bad ones. But it, you just got to Google this, please. Uh, again, Billie Eilish uh, and, and YouTube mashup uh, for her song. Again, it's called Bad Guy. Yeah. You'll just be blown away at how clever this is all put together. We'd play it, but we'd probably get in trouble from copyright people. I'm sure. Uh, What else in the news uh, here? Google rolls out a new artificial intelligence-powered tool that helps you compose poetry. Yeah, they're all about this AI stuff. (laughs) Uh, It's uh, a new verse-by-verse AI-powered tool that uh, lets you compose poetry inspired by classic uh, poets. Have you tried this yet? I have not. Maybe maybe this could be the next Billie Eilish Eilish song. 
Yeah. It's designed to inspire you, not to create the entire poem for you, uh, but it asks you to write your first line after that the AI suggests some more options. And once you write your first line, uh, then you can either keep going with a second one or choose from a series of options inspired by the poets that you've selected. So like if you like Edgar Allan Poe or any of these other poets, Robert Frost, it can help you go down that Will it be like dark, Vol- snowy road. Vogon poetry? Who knows? Uh, oh, you didn't even catch that reference. No, I, I'm not a big poet. No, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're nerdier than I <laughs> Clearly. Uh, the new Apple Macs, very popular right now. They're using their own silicon or their own chips now. They're not using Intel chips anymore. Uh, they came out with a new MacBook uh, Pro macbook air and and a macbook mini which i know you're drooling over yes i want one uh so the new mac max they're running what's called their m1 processor they can run windows apps with crossover without having to load a full version of windows on it yeah i thought this was really cool because basically it means you know there's been ways of doing this in the past uh with things like wine it's a it's basically an emulator that you can use to run certain windows programs and a lot of times people would use uh, Wine to run an old DOS game, for example, on their uh, Macintosh computer. Yeah. You know, and it works most of the time pretty well. You set a lot of parameters in it, but basically there's this new thing called Crossover, which is sort of like an update to that, and it allows you to run these things. And the really great thing is you don't even have to install Windows like you would have to in the past with things like Boot Camp. This allows you to actually just install the actual app and then the crossover will then sort of do all the heavy lifting and emulate it. And because these new M1 processors are so powerful, um, some of the results have been pretty good. You're not going to be playing, you know, uh, Half-Life 2 or World of Warcraft at full frame rate and everything like that. But certainly for some of the older games, I know you like Age of Empires and things like that. Yeah. You could probably do it with this. Oh, I... You didn't even think about that, did you? No, I didn't. That's my favorite game. I know. Age of Empires. How old is that game now? Like 15 years old? more probably more yeah uh again the program's called crossover check it out if you've uh, got one of the new macs and want to run the occasional uh, window program without having to load a full version of windows i think it's pretty cool i, I think that's uh, amazing technology uh amazon is reducing the size of their delivery drone team what does that mean to you that sounds like maybe it's not going so well I think they're going to partner, uh, and this is actually a good article uh, on Engadget, uh, written by Daniel Cooper. Uh, it it says they're going to partner more with outside agencies to try to make that system go. Remember when they first showed that first video back a few years ago of a drone, an Amazon drone, delivering a package, and everyone lost their minds. Yeah, they thought, oh my god, there's going to be thousands of drones in the skies, you know, next week. And remember at the time, I just said to everyone. It's not going to happen for a long time. No. <laughs> because there's so many technical and technology issues that have to be worked out. And then just laws. Like, yeah, you can't have thousands of drones flying up in the air without, uh, you know, different um, aviation regulation industries and governments allowing this. Just not to mention the logistics of it actually working, right? Yeah. Like, and, we, and we've talked about this lots before where, you know, there was talk of it landing on your balcony if you lived in a high rise. Oh, come on. <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> it's not going to happen. <clears throat> I, I just, yeah, the, um, there's just an inherent danger with all these yeah. drones flying around. 
and especially landing on balconies. That's what in what universe is that going to happen? We're going to have teleportation before we're going to have this feature. <laughs> I, I I love the idea, John. Me too. Yeah, I'm, I would much rather have a bunch of drones in the sky than a bunch of trucks on the road. Yeah, but again, there's just so many issues like weather and trees and people Pets. with guns. Yes. Can you just imagine down the states how many people would be trying to shoot these things out of the air? All like, oh, you're in my airspace. Yeah. I don't know why I did that accent, but <laughs> my American accent. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, they are reducing their Amazon drone team, but it looks like they're still committed to it, but using outside partners for that. Well, and maybe that is a good thing because there's, there definitely is a lot of teams that are probably a lot more nimble than Amazon is in that respect. Um, especially on the local fronts when you, like you said, with all the regulations and things like that. Yeah. Uh, there's a messaging app that's uh, causing a bit of kerfuffle. Uh, it's called Go SMS Pro that, uh, you know, a lot of people have been using. They've got over 100 million installs from the Google Play Store. But there's a security flaw that uh, potentially allows folks to get access to content you've sent using the app. Of course there is. <laughs> Jeez. Like, what What the heck? Yeah. So if you're sending pictures and videos and files using this app, uh, potentially it's easy for people to get a hold of those. Yeah, because what it does is it actually sends a link to your recipient saying, hey, go get that video file here. Yeah. You click the link. The link is encrypted, but it's encrypted by a special URL that's easily guessable what the next and previous URLs would have been. They're just manually incrementing the the URL. So someone could easily traverse all the files you've ever sent uh, without even them being the, the designated recipient. Uh, back to Amazon uh, quickly here. They've uh, announced upgraded Echo Frames. These are smart glasses and now making them available to everyone. Do you remember the uh, the smart glasses I had? What were they called again? North? North. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I had to go to Toronto to get them fitted to the North Star store. Yeah. And it was quite a process. And these things were like $1,000. Uh, like 1500 Okay, yeah, $1,500. Yeah. And I love the dream. Like, I love the idea of smart glasses. Like, having this little heads-up display on, you know, the inside of your glasses. But it just wasn't practical. It came with a little ring. Yeah. With a joystick on it. You know... You just wanted to play a video game on it, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, if you're wearing these, if girls weren't talking to you before, they'll never talk to you again. Correct. Yeah, it, it was just crazy. But the interesting thing about these, though, Echo Frames are a real thing. Yeah. They don't have a display no. in them. They don't have a camera in them. It's literally just a really weird pair of earbuds. Because it uses the bone conducting speakers. Yeah. So you can actually, you're the only one that hears calls or music or whatever on it. Um, they look like normal glasses. They have a little bit thicker um, uh, frame arm around uh, the side, which is presumably holding the batteries and the, and the technology itself. Yeah. Um, but I would actually like to get one of these, but. Yeah, they actually kind of look normal. Yeah. Uh, and I love bone conduction yeah. uh, headsets. Uh, I've, I've been using uh, ones from Aftershocks until I broke them. I've got to get a hold of those guys again. Um, but it's amazing. Like It just transfers the sound to your eardrum like through the bones in yeah. your skull. So no one else can hear you. No, but you're still aware of what's happening in the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like You're not going to get run over by a car because you didn't hear it. Right. The only problem with these uh, Echo Frames is that they're currently not shipping to Canada. So that's a problem. Uh, they're too... 
two fifty US. Yeah, not, not bad. Yeah, no, I would buy them right now if I could get to my US mailbox. Yeah, I, I don't think that includes the prescription though. No, it does not. No, but they have partnered with somebody in the states. For, Lens crafters for the for the prescription. Yeah. Oh, so now they're going to be two thousand dollars. My lenses are usually fairly cheap, though. Yeah, yeah, not mine. They always seem to jack the price up. You've got old people glasses. Okay. <laughs> I do too. Thanks, John. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we uh, will uh, be opening up the App Show inbox, taking some of our uh, listener questions and the worst passwords of 2020. Stay tuned to see if yours is in there. Back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike and John here. Don't forget to enter our contest. It's uh, the last few days where we're giving away a Google Pixel 4 XL. Fantastic smartphone fantastic camera on it if you want a chance to enter hit our website getconnectedmedia.com go to the newsletter tab and all the instructions are there it's time to talk about some of the worst passwords of 2020 and this is courtesy of the folks over at nordpass they uh, scanned the internet and i guess their software to see what uh, were some of the most common passwords and if they're common that means they're bad yes well and this list is filled with obvious passwords like the numerical ones are, you know everyone just types one two three four five six yep. that's number one that's number one guess what number two is one two three four five six seven eight nine <laughs> and so the reason why these simple passwords are bad is because there are bots out there just scanning the internet and testing passwords yeah all the time and it doesn't take long to do it well and the thing that people also don't realize is that even if you think that particular service or smart home device or whatever you're putting this password on isn't important, think about it as it's a door into your network. It's a door into your personal accounts. They just need to get that one crappy webcam password. And they're in your network. And they're in your network and they can get your other more important passwords much easier. Well, that I mean, and that's an important thing, John. It, your your protection in your home is only as strong as the weakest link. Like I look at some of these big corporations that were hacked. I believe Home Depot in the U.S. was one of them. You know how they got into their network through the the, the air conditioning. Yeah, that was connected. The air conditioning system, the HVAC system that was connected to the internet wasn't secured properly. Hackers were able to get in there and yeah. take over. Uh, a lot of uh, companies, their printers, their network printers weren't protected properly, they are able to get into the network and and file access through there. Well, and I suspect a lot of the, the passwords on this list are just the default passwords. A lot of manufacturers use default passwords to make it very easy for you to go in and say, hey, I want to set up this webcam or whatever the cert, the thing is. Um, and they, they publish what that password is in their manuals. Yeah. And that password typically is password. Right. Or one, two, three, four, five or something else. What's interesting on this list though is number 18 or actually number 17 is I love you, right? <laughs> so that's... Yeah, if that's your password, stop listening right now and just change your, all your passwords because yeah. it's probably a password for all your stuff. But number 18 blew my mind. It's Aaron 431. That's the 18th most popular worst password. So there's a lot of Aaron's out there that are just really lazy. And using Aaron 431 as their password. Right. Like, what is that, like an area code? Or is that like your birthday? Or Yeah, and, and even ones where you think you're uh, being clever, uh, the number fourth worst password, believe it or not, is picture and the, the number one. 
And they say that is a super popular password, which again makes it bad. And just with even basic hacking tools, that can be uh, decrypted within three hours. Yeah, more likely seconds. Yeah. Because it's so basic, because they don't have to guess anything. They can just run a dictionary, literally a dictionary of file of all of these potential passwords through the system, and uh, and they'll find a match. It's it's um, it's scary. Another one, number fourteen, uh, million two, the the number two, but they capitalized million. Oh, it's that's unique. Yeah, and well, that it's not unique. It's fourteen <laughs> on the list of the worst <laughs> passwords here. But again, you know if. If you get a chance, just Google the worst passwords of 2020. You'll notice that most of them are some variation of one, two, three, four, five, six. If yeah. you're doing that, don't. On anything. Don't. Change it after you finish listening to the show because it's so easy to get in. Yeah. And you've got to realize all the sensitive stuff you have on your home network. And that's what I was trying to say at the top is just like, even if you think it's not an important thing that you're protecting. Yeah, it's not, it's not just your computer. Like it's, a, it's like all your smart home devices. Yeah, or your air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or anything, yeah. So even though you don't care about that, that little um, smart home light yeah. or you know, connected speaker, uh, they can get in there. Yeah, and there's lots of things now. Most modern browsers and computers will auto-suggest a stronger password yeah. and then store it locally on your machine so you don't have to remember it. Um, or you can get a password manager. Like LastPass. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to take a break here on the app show. When we come back, we're opening up the mailbag. We're taking your listener questions, uh, including what phone to upgrade from a flip phone. <laughs> and I know we're laughing about it, but... I know so many people that still have flip phones. So we'll give you some uh, ideas on on what to look for there. Back after this. You are back with the app show. Mike and John here. Don't forget to enter our contest, giving away a Google Pixel 4 XL smartphone. This is an awesome smartphone. Beautiful, large display, fantastic cameras, especially great in low light uh, and night uh, conditions. You'll be blown away at how good these these photos that you can take with it are. Uh, again, Google Pixel 4XL, go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, hit the newsletter tab, and all the instructions are there on how to enter to win. And once you've entered, you're entered into all the contests going forward, which is great. We're giving away thousands of dollars in, in prizes. Okay, let's hit the mailbag. And the first one here, John, uh, and this is a great question. I have an old cell phone. It's a Nokia flip phone, and I was wondering what you could suggest in purchasing or obtaining a new phone. At the moment, I only use the unit to make calls, but believe that with some help, uh, one can have the ability to do so much more on the phone. Can you suggest a phone that I can upgrade to? Thanks, Mike. It's a good question. And you know what? Uh, A lot of people are going, oh my God, why does this person still have an old flip phone? A lot of people do. A lot of people do. Because they just want to make calls. And, you know, same with my parents. Um... I got them into iPhones, but they only make phone calls with them. You know, they don't know how to use the text messaging. Uh, they don't really get into any of the apps either. Well, I think the, the one of the simplest things that can help sell people to switch from a flip phone to, say, an iPhone, for example, although you can do this similarly with an Android phone as well, is just the video calling. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, you, you see you're at the store, you need to buy something, you can send a photo back to somebody at home saying, hey, is this the right one? Yeah. Simple things like that. Uh, but like FaceTime, uh, Skype, Skype, all those services. So you can see your f- 
friends and family yeah. um, very easily from, from what's in your hand. You don't need any special setup. Uh, you always have it with you. So as long as you have internet access, yeah. um, whether it's data or Wi-Fi, and Wi-Fi is available everywhere now. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what phone would you recommend? Well, I mean, I think this person is going from a flip phone. You're going to want to start at sort of the lower end. Um, iPhone 12 just came out, but there's iPhone SE. It's a couple years old. Yeah, that's the best value, really. It's about 600 bucks. Yeah. But the, the, the key thing is, is like, depending on what their plan is that yeah. they have their, their, their flip phone on, they're probably well due for an upgrade that may be even free. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested. Um, and they didn't say in the question here, like, how much are they paying right now? And that's the thing. Like, if they're just using it for calling, you can get plans for like twenty bucks. Yeah, or like we've talked before, you're, if you're on Shaw for your TV and internet, you can get a free calling line. Yeah. yeah. And they actually have some pretty good deals with getting a, a, a an I, any kind of phone. Yeah. Um, you know, with a fairly small monthly payment. Yeah, I I would recommend an iPhone just for its simplicity. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously you want someone to help set it up, but once it's going, yeah. it just goes. Yeah. I, well, and the other thing too is, especially if it's someone that's still rocking the Nokia yeah. flip phone, they're probably not upgrading very often. No. So, um, you know, let's be honest, Apple will keep keep your iPhone updated as long as it can. Yeah. Generally much longer than the Android world does. You'll get at least five years out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a great question that uh, we get all the time. I'm a senior, not very tech savvy. The question is, I've cleaned out my house, crawl space, and I found about 58 millimeter tapes, videotapes of her life, uh, kids, birthday parties uh, from uh, her old movie camera that they don't use anymore. And she'd like to be able to put that on a DVD to make a digital copy of it, essentially. Yeah. So you could do it yourself, but it sounds like she's not that tech savvy. Yeah, I mean, let's answer it both ways. Right? Yeah. So you could do it yourself. I mean, it sounds like you still have the the camera, so you have the ability to to review the tapes. You know which tapes you you care about that you want to deal with, and you would just need some kind of way of connecting that to your computer. Yeah. So one that I've used before in the past, and I didn't realize it's still around from Pinnacle. It's called the Dazzle DVD Recorder High Def or HD. And so this thing, uh, you can get it on sale typically for about 50 bucks. It's like this little device that you plug into your computer and then it's got all these ports on it. So you can plug in uh, like a VHS player or your old camcorder, uh, yep. which it sounds like you might have still. And that would allow you through the software that it uh, comes with to bring that video into your computer where you can save it digitally and even burn a DVD or put it on YouTube or whatever you want to do. Facebook, that sounds, yeah. yeah, it sounds a little more complicated than what she might want to get into. So no, but we, we we're all about empowering people. And some, some of these tools are really good at sort of holding your hand, even if you're not tech savvy. I mean, for a professional video editor, this is like really basic, Yeah, but that's maybe all she needs. Yes. Right. So it, and it, you know, they usually come with like a little poster that shows you how to hook everything up yeah. and, and then sort of walk through the steps. And then usually there's like a, only a couple of buttons in the app, like play, record, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so, um, so that's one option is to go with the Dazzle route. And I'm actually impressed that it's that cheap. It's only 50 bucks. So, the, so that's one option. Or you can go to like London Drugs. Yeah. London Drugs, Walmart, a lot of these places, they will have some kind of a digital uh, 
transfer service. Uh, you give them all your tapes and do that. I will say I did this not too recent or actually fairly recently uh, with Costco. Costco does it as well. Okay. Um, I had a bunch of VHS uh, stuff from my early acting days. And one of the clips was actually a global TV segment. All right. And I got a, a letter with my video back from Costco saying, we can't transfer this because it's copyright material. No. Yeah. I'm oh, like, wow. Okay. That was the, the segment that I wanted most digitally because <laughs> it was like 20 years old. Do you remember how much it cost? It wasn't a lot of money, like yeah. 20 or $30. But that was for one tape. That's for one tape. Yeah. She's got a lot. If she's got a lot. It's, it's going to be hundreds of dollars. It'd be way cheaper just to spend the time, uh, spend the 50 bucks and get this dazzle. Or, or maybe, you know, get one of her grandkids, pay her grandkid. Yeah, a hundred bucks to digitize everything. Yeah, and burn it onto a DVD. Although it does sound like she wants to be selective about what gets. Yeah, that's stored. the trouble. Like when you when you send these things to these services like Costco or London Drugs, uh, they're just going to dump it all onto the DVD. They're not going to edit it for you unless it was broadcast television that you recorded. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> We're taking your questions. Uh, again, you can always go to our website and leave your questions, and we just might answer them on air, getconnectedmedia.com. When we come back from the break, we'll answer a few more. Back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike and John here. Don't forget to hit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. Giving away a Pixel, Google Pixel 4XL smartphone. Getconnectedmedia.com. Hit the newsletter tab, and you can enter to win it. We've opened up our uh, our mailbag. We've taken uh, a few questions that we've uh, got through our website from our listeners and viewers. Uh, we'll get into the next one here. Uh, this is a great one. I am uh, looking for a review of digital photo frames with Bluetooth capability so my kids who don't live locally can send me photos of the grandkids. I get them on my computer, but it'd be great if I could get them in a frame. This is all I want for Christmas. So... That, that is a great question. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, a few different ways to skin this cat, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, you talked about Bluetooth capability. I think you might have mixed up there. You probably want something with Wi-Fi. Yeah, or internet connectivity at some point. Um, the, 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 the nature of having an internet-connected device that's a photo frame so that somebody else can send photos to it, Yeah, um, it, that's not via Bluetooth. Uh, so interesting. Like I remember years ago, I bought my parents a Kodak one. Mm -hmm. um, I think I still have one. Yeah, and they don't make them anymore. They've shut the whole thing down. But what was great about it is that I could I could email photos to that frame, mm -hmm. and that's what she's looking for here. Yeah. So she's going to have to have a Wi-Fi connection in the house, and someone's going to have to help set that picture yeah. frame up. Uh, a new one that I've gotten my folks is from Nix Play, spelled N-I-X-P-L-A-Y. Uh, they've got different sizes and different versions available. You'll want one that you can connect to the internet and share photos via email or, um, you know, the mobile app. Uh, typically, you know, they're about a couple hundred dollars. A lot of times they're on sale, especially holiday season. And I love this thing because uh, now through the app on my computer, whenever I get a bunch of new photos of the kids or, you know, family events, I just go through this app even from my smartphone and just dump them straight into the photo frame and they just appear magically mm -hmm. at, at their place in their frame. That could be abused, couldn't it? I'm sure it could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it when I'm drunk or angry. <laughs> um, but you know, a lot of these two, um, uh, they can be hooked up to, uh, Photo counts, Facebook, Instagram, Flickr, Google photos. Well, and I think that's probably the, the, the key point is, 
if you're already getting these on your computer, yeah, but you just want to have something sort of off in the distance, it's yeah. sort of passively maybe, getting this stuff. Yeah, maybe in the family room. Like from Facebook would be great, right? Because that's what a lot of a lot of people use Facebook just to get photos of the family. And that's what I did with one of the picture frames for my parents. I just hooked up my Facebook account because right. I'm always taking pictures of the family and stuff. Yeah, and they love it because it's you know whenever I'm doing like. Um, stuff at work, uh, news appearances, uh, you know, when we're out with family events, I, I post them on Facebook and it just appears on the picture frame and they just feel like really connected yeah. to my world. Except for when I pop up in those photos. <laughs> they, no, but they, they love that. Oh, John is, is hanging out with Mike again. <laughs> they, they think you live here. I kind of feel like I do too. Yeah, uh, but it, it is Nick's play. I love it. They're, they're fantastic. The only challenge, though, you gotta be, you got to kind of be careful. A lot of these are cloud-based. If they ever go out of business, then you're in trouble. You have a doorstop. Yeah. Uh, so look for ones that can store them locally as well, yeah. like on, on a memory card. So if they do go out of business one day and that internet sharing part of it doesn't work anymore, at least you can still have photos stored on the memory inside the frame. Well, one thing I was going to suggest, and we talk about this all the time, is a smart assistant. That I, I would I would go that route too. Yeah, because the idea is you could get a Google Nest Hub or Nest Hub Max if you want a nice big screen. Yeah. Or a, 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 an Echo Show, and they come in different sizes. Um, those are great for that as well, um, because you can hook them up to your various uh, services. Google like Photos. Google Photos. So you just basically create an album that is what's only shown on that display yeah. and then you give your family member access to that album and then they can go and upload stuff to it as well. Um, the you other, probably want the family setting it up for, for you, right? Right. Yeah. But the other thing that, you know, and that's, that's how I have my stuff set up. I have my favorite photos that I filter through there because um, it still works as it's a functional piece of technology as well. It's yeah. not just a static frame. But the other thing that I also uh, have done a lot lately you know, things like the Roku stream bar, uh, the, any of the Roku sticks, any of the... For your smart TV. Yeah, Fire TV, any of those things, they have the ability as well to be set up as a screensaver. On your TV. On your TV. Yeah. Right? So you don't even need to take up any space on your counter or anything like that. And you just have your TV on all the time and just let it go to the screensaver mode. And it's pretty easy to set these features up. And then they can actually pull from a lot of these accounts as well. Yeah. Um, so then you can have your favorite photos just pop up on your TV, which might be the best experience. Uh, so Nick's Play is like a dedicated photo frame that I would recommend. Uh, I would also, I would strongly look at uh, these these Google uh, hubs. They're basically, uh, you know, they've got a five-inch model and I think like a 10-inch yeah. model. They're just like these, they look like digital photo frames, but they, they're so much more. You can watch Netflix on them. You can get recipes watch youtube videos and they can just play your photos just yeah. simply and your family can just hook up their uh their accounts and they'll just automatically get uploaded well and i think the functionality of the next play is great but you're really overpaying compared to a smart assistant yeah you're paying almost 200 dollars for the next play which is great yeah but for as cheap as like 60 bucks you can get uh, an echo show yeah which does so much from, more from Amazon from Amazon. Yeah. And all this stuff is on sale because of black Friday, cyber Monday, basically till the end of the year, probably. And you know, uh, I was worried introducing tech to my parents, you know what I mean? Like just the yeah. tech support involved. Yeah. But once I set up the Google nest hub for them, they freaking love it. And it has been no, no tech support. It just goes and 
they love being able to ask it to play CKNW or Dean Martin. My mom loves Dean Martin. Uh, and they love that the photos just come up. And so, I mean, they're just kind of maybe using even like 2% of the features, but the stuff that they do use it for is just amazing. Well, and for the price point too, right? Yeah. These things are really inexpensive. Um, they do have the other benefits too. Like we were talking earlier, you could use this as uh, a lot of these ones also have cameras in them, which we, which you can turn off, but you can actually have video calling on them as well. Yeah. So that's a huge bonus. Okay, let's uh, jump to another question. Uh, you are listening to the app show right now. We've reached into our viewer mailbag. We take questions through our website, getconnectedmedia.com. Leave us one. We might answer it on air for you. Uh, would you be able to recommend a company that specializes in adapting, installing smart home equipment? We're thinking security, lights, electronics with the ability to control all remotely. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. There's a number of different ways to slice that as well. Yeah, I mean... My first instinct is, I mean, yeah, you can pay somebody to do this, but what you're asking to be installed will be far eclipsed cost-wise by having the installer come and do it for you. Yeah, so you can get places like Geek Squad and you know some of these tech companies to come in and do it, but yeah, it could cost like a lot. Hundreds of dollars. Yeah. You know? And some, some of these places will charge you hundreds of dollars an hour. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the key thing that I'll say is a lot of these smart um, products are very simple to install. Yeah. And they come with very simple instructions for the non-technical person to sort of get into that space. And we talk about this stuff all the time on Get Connected and App Show. Yeah. So, yeah, the the install is pretty easy now. The only thing I would look for, to be honest, uh, sometimes you might need an electrician. So go on Facebook or Nextdoor and ask your community. There's like community uh, pages for everywhere like in your town, your neighborhood, and ask, you know, hey, do you know a good electrician? And find one that's reasonably priced. Well, and the other thing too is a lot of times you don't even need an electrician for this smart stuff because you can get plug-in versions of it. Yeah. Um, It may not be as clean and simple as having like a dedicated touch screen for a light switch, Mm -hmm. but then it also is much easier for the average person to just use the light switch. Yes. Um, And then those that know have the additional functionality of using their voice, for example, to control stuff. Yeah. Right. So um, like, or your, or your phone app, that's also the challenge that you're going to have with an installer coming in. He's going to spend half their time getting you to create accounts for the various smart devices that you have. Yeah that you're going to have to do that yourself anyways. He's not going to be able to do that for you. So try installing it yourself. Get uh, a recommendation for, uh, uh, I guess, a cost-effective electrician if you need any electrical work done. I would go that route. Yeah. Yeah. And also, depending on where you buy it from, too, like, you know, Home Depot has people that are dedicated to helping you answer these questions. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back from the app show, more apps to talk about. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. Don't forget to hit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got lots of great articles up there, videos, and uh, information about our sister show as well, Get Connected. It happens uh, weekly right before this show in Toronto and uh, the rest of Canada on Saturdays, which I guess is Saturday here in Toronto (laughs) as well. Uh, Don't forget to hit the website, getconnectedmedia.com, giving away a Google Pixel 4 XL. This is a fantastic smartphone, and we're constantly giving away prizes. All you have to do, hit the website, go to the newsletter tab, and all the instructions are there on how to enter to win. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together, including John, my co-host and producer, and Christina back at the studio. We'll see you again next time.
You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.